Welcome to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. Emotions are not good. Emotions are bad. So they stuff and they shut them down. And so we are affected from that then. If we grow up in that, or later in our life even, we decide that emotions aren't good, and we sometimes grew up, some people grew up in families where Emotions were not shared. They were not talked about. Alcoholic homes, broken homes, because what the child experiences growing up in that is emotions were, when dad came home drunk, angry, called them names, or we can't talk about what goes on at home, family secrets. We can't talk about that. They're taught you don't share those emotions and feelings. What happens when they go grow up? They have that disconnect because they were taught that that wasn't right to feel those things. And there's that loneliness and that hurt. They have a hard time functioning in relationships at that point. The other thing, in Hebrews 3, 7 through 8, it says, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Because the heart is actually where we do hear God's voice. So when we disregard and we, we shut that down in our emotions... We're also cheated out of that intimacy, that deep place with God. There's a block there. There isn't the flow the way it should be. The truth is, when we block and we shut that area down in our heart, it works. We don't feel as much of the pain because we don't feel. And so it does exactly what we have decided that we want it to, to do. I remember when I was going through a really hard time in my life and, and I had, was feeling so much hurt and so much pain through it. And I was like, Lord... I just want to shut that down. I don't want to feel it anymore. There's people that don't feel all this hurt and all this shame, pain and all this, you know, I don't want to feel it anymore. And the Lord said to me, okay, okay. But I, I won't be able to use you in the calling that you're in. I won't be able, that's not going to work. And I said, can I think about this for a few days? <laughs> uh, 
because that sounded really good at that time. I was like, oh, God, I won't have to feel this anymore. But it's true. How can you minister to people if you're not connecting with them this way? How can you hear from Daddy God if you're not connecting this way with Him? Because there's blocks, right? And so, and I, you know, that happens. I, when I work with people, I counsel people, they come in, and one of the things I always do, I want to lead them to Jesus, because He's the counselor, not me. I'm the vessel. And so, I want to lead them to the healer. And so I could sit there and tell them all kinds of stuff. But I really want them to hear from Jesus. And so I teach them. I use listening prayer. And I teach them how to sit quietly and just close their eyes, sit quietly, and just listen. And I pray, you know, and ask the Lord to come. And I say, you know, I know today there's things that you want Jenny to know. And so, Lord, we just invite you to come and just minister to her and just show her the things that are there that you want to heal in her. Because a lot of times there's lies that they're believing that the Lord has to, you know, expose those lies and take back this territory from the enemy. And so, but I want them to hear it from him, not me. And so sometimes it's kind of funny because <laughs> my God's a funny God. He's got such a good sense of humor. And sometimes he tells me and he shows me and I'll say to him, will you show them? And he does and then it's like, whoa! Oh, it's so good. It's so good. But a lot of times what happens, people will just go, Nothing's happening. I'm not hearing anything. And I'll say, okay, well, sometimes it takes a while. Can we give the Lord permission right now? Can you surrender your mind and your thoughts? Because there's something there that's hindering something that... And so we'll pray through that. And sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes they're, they just can't do it. They can't do it because they're too afraid to, to let that down. They're so afraid of being hurt. And it was such a good protection for them. And they're so afraid if these emotions come up or they start to feel. And I just worked with a girl last week. And that's we talked about that. And she had just so much trauma growing up. And we got to that place where Jesus came and, and was starting to minister to her and I said, Jesus, can you just heal her broken heart? And she said, I'm not feeling anything, and I really want to feel something. She said, I've just shut that off for so long. I said, that's okay. I said, that's okay. Jesus can heal that. And we sat there, and I just kept waiting on the Lord and praying and all of a sudden she did the tears start and she just grabbed her heart and she said I can feel I can feel when that happens it's like oh I just want to get up and dance sometimes I do actually it's awesome but the Lord started healing 
that place because she gave permission. She said, I know that this has protected me for so long, but I want to feel again. I don't want to go through the rest of my life numbed out. And so, Lord, I give you permission. I surrender that to you. <coughs> the same thing a lot of times when I'm ministering to couples that have marriage struggles, it's the same thing because there's not that heart connection. They meet each other from here or else one meets each other from here and the other one's wanting desperately to have that heart connection. And there has to be healing in that. That needs to be looked at because when they go through healing in that, their heart can be healed and they can surrender and it can be more open. They can now share in that intimate place with each other without that fear. Sometimes what happens too, and I see a lot of this, especially it seems like I see a lot more of this nowadays. I've been in the counseling arena for over 30 years and it's getting a lot worse. <laughs> I keep saying, Lord, am I done yet? <laughs> I ran to North Carolina and he brought me back, so obviously not. So what I see a lot is people and young adults, our teenagers, our young, young adults, they have learned how to run into places like a false, I call them a false refuge, because it's something other than God. So they've learned to hide in and find their comfort in things like alcohol and drugs, sex, TV, computers, games, food, Need I say more? And it does the same thing. They operate then from here. And I often say, oh Lord, if you don't do something pretty soon to change this, what's the next generation going to have? Because those close, connected relationships, oh, they're not going to experience that. They're not going to know how. Their relationships are through TV and computer and, and not really reality. C.S. Lewis, Lewis stated, pain is God's megaphone. But self-protection tells us to protect that heart to stuff emotions. They'll go away. They'll go away. If I just ignore it, it'll go away. Then I won't have to deal with it. Problem is, that's not true. It's not true. It doesn't go away. Because buried emotions, what happens with that? They're like an explosive. Over time, what happens then? It comes out in the wrong way. And you folks need to know that. Because now, what you might be experiencing because of that is panic attacks, headaches, anxiety attacks, sleeping disorders, high blood pressure, anorexia, eating disorders, you name it. Because our body was not created 
to stuff things in, they're going to come out. And so our body is reacting to all those things that we have stuffed, all the emotions, all the things that was never dealt with. I think you kind of get the picture. <laughs> yeah, they were never created for that. Because we were created in the image of God. And, and you people that were here yesterday, you're going to get this real quick. Who was our example? Who modeled the way we should be? Yes, he had balance in his emotions. That was another example that he gave us, was how to live that healthy, good, balanced life. He used his emotions in constructive ways. He allowed them to help him. They informed him how to connect deeply with people around him. Right? That compassion. Did he have anger? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Anger's not a bad thing. It's not your enemy. It's not. It, it's a message. Warning, warning, warning. Deal with something. Same with pain. You know, nowadays we just think, oh, we don't want to feel any pain. Pain is the other thing that I tell people. It's your friend. It's telling you something's wrong. Take care of it. And so many people, they get a little pain and they're like, oh my goodness sakes, I can't deal with this. So they right away try to cover it up. Pay attention. It's just saying something's going on that you need to deal with instead of <laughs> ignoring it. Jesus was so in touch with his heart and emotions that people were drawn to him. Prostitutes, adulterers, sinners, the poor, the rich. It didn't matter. The Pharisees, they were drawn to that love and compassion in him. They felt at home with him. They were at home in his presence. Ooh, I was at home in his presence today, too. <laughs> he was able to meet them from his heart, and they felt that. They felt that. That was healing for people, just to be close to him. He cared about their brokenness, and he loved people with an open, free, compassionate love. He would enter into their world, and he would heal them. And I, I believe that it was more healings that took place, more than laying his hand on people physically. They were healed. I believe he healed broken hearts. <coughs> I believe he healed people emotionally and definitely healed people spiritually. In every area, he healed them. I've come to heal the brokenhearted. Yes. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. I will give you a new heart, an undivided heart. 
and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stones and I'll give you a heart of flesh. I don't know about you. I've experienced a heart of stone. My husband and I went through a really, really hard time and he uh, was an alcoholic. He became very, very abusive and I had to take my children out in the middle of a snowstorm and get a protection order. And it was the hardest thing I ever did in my life. It was the most heartbreaking thing I ever did in my life. But the bravest thing I ever did. Because now I look back, it saved his life, and it probably saved my life. And later on, he, uh, it's a long story. I don't have time this, mor this morning to share all of it, but um, he ended up out west, and he ended up um, getting in trouble with the law, and they told him he had a choice, go to AA or go to jail, and so he said, I'll go to AA, and they put him in a spirit. The AA he went to was a spirit-filled Assembly of God church with all these uh, spirit-filled, Jesus-loving people, and he met Jesus there. So, but we divorced during that time, and he came back for our one daughter's wedding, and when I met him, he came walking out. I was out fixing some fence out in the pasture. My youngest daughter was out there with me, and he'd come walking out there, and something about him was different. There was a peace that was in him, and his whole countenance was different, and he had a sweetness about him, and I said, to my daughter, I said, he's different. And she said, we've been telling you that. Well, I didn't believe that. <laughs> but we uh, started hanging out because, you know, we had wedding plans and because um, I just liked to hang out with him. We always liked that. We, we always had, you know, really good relationship. We loved to be together. And I said to the kids, I said, I don't mind, you know, if you guys want, go out to eat or whatever. I said, I don't have a problem with that. I said, I'll go, you know, it doesn't matter that your dad's there. I said, I just don't want him to start liking me or, you know. And they said, don't worry, Mom, he said the same thing about you. <laughs> well, that knocked me down. <laughs> But we ended up, you know, the interaction, and I remember it was the 4th of July, and the kids wanted to go out and see the fireworks, and they wanted to go for ice cream. And so we went out, and we were, we were sitting up on the dunes of Lake Michigan to watch the fireworks. And him and I went up for a walk, and we sat up a little higher. And the kids, <laughs> surprisingly, they all left. And that night was the first time he just started from his heart sharing with me how, just repenting and sharing how, how much he had hurt me 
and asking me forgiveness and just crying and crying. And it was the scariest thing ever for me because it's the hardest thing to explain, but my heart right here, something, it was like an iceberg and it just, I could feel it melting. I could feel these emotions starting to come. I didn't want to feel those emotions. That was scary. I didn't want to go back to what I had been in. And I was scared to death. And it was like, I'm trying to shut this, you know, these feelings down and, and stuff them back in there. And it was, oh, no. Well, the next day, I was, <laughs> I was a counselor on staff at our church up in Michigan. The next day, I went in my senior pastor's office, I shut the door, and I said, I need help. <laughs> and he went, what's going on? And I, I told him what had happened. I said, I don't want to feel these feelings. I don't know what to do. And he went, you're the counselor. What are you doing in here asking me? <laughs> he said, obviously God's doing something. Will you just go with it? It'll be okay. I was like, but it's so scary. But it just kept changing and kept melting and these emotions and these feelings kept growing. And And I remember we sat, one night we sat on the step at, I had Abba's farm, which was a counseling ministry center and where I lived on a farm. And we sat out on the step and it was like three o'clock in the morning and we were still sitting there just talking from here with each other. And God was healing and healing and healing. So long story short, we remarried. <laughs> I always laugh for the, because it was Aunt Dorothy that married us. And I said to her later, wow, when you marry someone, it's forever because no matter what, divorce doesn't even work. Yeah. <laughs> But that was that heart of stone that I had built, that wall. And it had really affected me in so many different ways because as that healed and that changed and that came down, I felt so much more and I could move so much more with God and hearing His voice in, all, in so many different ways in my life because I was able to give forgiveness I was able to, you know, confess and repent. And I was able to bring that heart of stone to death on the cross and say, Jesus, here, here's my heart. Reconnect because I don't want to miss anything. I want to be able to live my life to the fullest in who you created me to be. And so... Yeah, it was scary because it did work for me. It did help me to protect that part of me. But I'll tell you what, I would have missed out on a lot. We still look at each other and we say, we still can't believe that we are really together. And it's people will say, how long have you guys been married? And we just kind of look at each other and we go, well, the first time or the second time? You know, should we add them up? Should we? You know? <laughs> but, but God heals, God restores. God restores. He is the God of restoration. He is the God of healing. Who would have ever thought that he could heal like that? 
and he has. I said to my husband this morning, I miss you so much. You missed the best party last night. Wait till I tell him about this morning. <laughs> he's going to love that. He grew up Pentecostal, and he's like ready to dance. <laughs> yeah. So this morning, I know that there's some of you that can relate with that. I know that, and I understand that that has worked for you, and I understand that sometimes it's so much easier just to meet people heat from here. How's the weather? Who's playing the game today? And just the surfacey things in relationship instead of from here where, you know, you're a little transparent. Those walls are down. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Jesus got hurt. But we have to choose to risk, too. Opening our heart knowing we're going to get hurt. People hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And God uses people to heal people. Yes. You don't want to miss that. And so, this morning, if you can relate, if there's something in you that maybe has been blocking and you're not quite hearing, it's time, it's time, and God's given opportunity for you to just surrender that place that that whatever it is that's blocking and hindering in that area that disconnect and it might be like i said it might be things that you are using even in your life to hide in it might be work computers tv books we find all different things, don't we, to replace that connection. You know, God created us to have that need in us, but he did that so that we'd come to him when we were struggling or hurting or whatever. We would go to him, not fill it with all this other stuff and go to Numsville, that wasn't his plan. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.